minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
Behind her 
In the AM, the incredible Chazan Natanel Hirschdig with Bavur from a CD entitled The Art of the Cantor here at JM and the AM. It's a brand new release. Ishai Rebo before that with Miksha Achat. You heard Mordechai Ben David, the brand new single, Nikom. Jew 2, as they call themselves, with Am Yisrael Chai. Benny Friedman, first track off of B'nai Hechala. Eighth day, had Days Are Coming. Krasicha done by Eitan Katz and from Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's a JM in the AM Thursday on this November the 19th, day 7 in the month of Kislev, the year 5776, Tufshin I and Vov, 59 degrees outside with 89% humidity, winds are east at 9 miles per hour. Rain today with a high of 64, then tonight rain early and a low of 54 degrees. Tomorrow sunshine a high, 56 degrees. We're at 66 right now in Yerushalayim, 59 here in Jersey City as we say good morning. At JM in the AM, I want to take this opportunity wish a mazel tov to Chaya and Yechiel Hurth. They just got married this past weekend. Listener Yaakov updated us on the big news. So to Chaya and Yechiel, we say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And I heard wonderful news last night. I want to wish a mazel tov to the Wolfson and Marchuk families. Um, Avraham Moshe Wolfson and Hannah Marchuk are a recently engaged couple. Mazel tov. Uh, to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Aaron Wolfson, the entire family, and to uh, Deborah and Rabbi Yeshua Marchuk and the entire family, Avram Moshe Wolfson, and Hannah Marchuk, a recently engaged couple, and we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. 20 minutes before 7 o'clock, we say good morning as we remind everybody that uh, on jmnam.org all through the day on our incredible stream, which you can hear, of course, on the NSN app. We have amazing programming all through the day. We'll give you the lineup as we go through the morning here at JMNAM, so make sure to be tuned in at your desk, in your car, wherever you may be. Listen in and make sure to be tuned in to our wonderful programming all through the day. Again, jmnam.org on our stream and, of course, on the NSN app. More coming up. Here's uh, JM in the AM with the Maccabees. <laughs> Yeah. 
Hello, 
David Gabe, brand new in Venizke. You heard Yismuchu from the Waterbury Yeshiva CD, Stay With Me. God Elbaz and Mina Meitzar, Avram Rillig and Bishvi Lee from Leiv Avos, volume number two. The uh, Maccabees in there with Mia Malel from the brand new Maccabees Hanukkah. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmm.org. Golly, it's on the background. News, <coughs> excuse me, news from Israel coming up <clears throat> on this Thursday. Rain today with a high temperature of 64. Rain early tonight, low 54. Tomorrow, sunshine with a high of 56. Stay with our stream all day long at jmm.org for great programming. Both on the web and, of course, on the NSN app. Thursday morning, Galit Sal time, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Bokito from Jam Nam. גלי <laughs> אפילו רוסיה לצ'צ'נים לא עושה את זה. לא היה תחום מתחומי חייו של האזרח החרדי שלא חטף מנחת זרועם. כתבנו יונתן בניה מוסר שחבר הכנסת יואב קיש מהליכוד, מראשי מחאת השוויון בנטל, מאיים להצביע נגד החוק החדש, ולא ברור אם יוחלף בחבר כנסת אחר. ראש ממשלת צרפת, מנואל ואלס, מזהיר מפני פיגועים כימיים וביולוגיים בארצו בתקופה הקרובה. אנחנו לא יכולים לשלול דבר היום, ואני אומר זאת בזהירות, יש סיכון לשימוש בנשק כימי וביולוגי, כך ואלס, מדבריו הביא שליחנו לפריז ג'קי חוגי. המחבל בן ה-14 שביצע את פיגוע הדקירה ברכבת הקלה בירושלים מואשם בניסיון רצח. כתבנו רום ליאור. על פי כתב האישום הקטין הגיע לבית ספרו בבוקר כשהוא מצויד בסכין שבאמצעותה יבצע את פיגוע הדקירה. שם פגש קרוב משפחה נוסף בן 11 בלבד שרכש מספריים כדי להשתתף בביצוע הפיגוע גם כן. מכיוון שחששו לדקור קבוצת חיילים החליטו השניים לפגוע בנושאי רכבת הקלה. ואז בחרו במאבטח כקורבן הראשון כדי למנוע ממנו להשתלט עליהם בעת שידקרו נוסעים נוספים. 
כתבנו איתמר קציר מוסר שבמקביל הוגשו היום שני כתבי אישום נגד 11 ערבים ישראלים בגין יידויי אבנים ובקבוקי תבערה לעבר כביש 6 בחודש שעבר. בעקבות תחקיר גל"צ, יושב ראש ועדת החינוך יעקב מרגי קורא להטיל עיצומים על בתי הספר באלעד אם ימשיכו להערים קשיים על הקמת ועד הורים. מה שנכון ורצוי בכל הארץ כנראה באלעד זה לא טוב, ואני חושב שפה משרד החינוך צריך להפעיל סמכותו להתערב. אסור לאפשר למוסד חינוכי לטרפד התארגנות הורים. זה אינטרס בראש ובראשונה של הילדים, וטובת הילד היא לנגד עינינו. ראש דסק התחקירים אבנר הופשטיין חשף אתמול כי הנהלות בתי הספר תורת חסד ושירת שרה הפעילו מסכת איום. והכפשות נגד ועדי ההורים שנבחרו. נגידת בנק ישראל קרנית פלוג מתנגדת לפטור ממע"מ על התחבורה הציבורית. הנה קטע מדבריה בתשובה לשאלת כתבנו ניתאי ענבי במרכז האקדמי אירופי. אני חושבת שהדרך באמצעות מע"מ אפס על תחבורה ציבורית היא מאוד בעייתית. זה יכול להיות פתח למדרון חלקלק של שיעורי מע"מ דיפרנציאליים, ואני מקווה שעדיין תימצא הסכמה על הוזלה של התחבורה הציבורית, אבל לא באמצעות מע"מ. פועל בניין כבן 30 נפצע קשה אחרי שנפל ככל הנראה מקומה רביעית באתר בנייה בדרך בית לחם בירושלים. צוותים של מד"א פינו אותו לבית החולים הנדסה עם כרם כשהוא סובל מפגיעת ראש. חלוץ מכבי חיפה, איתי שכטר, חשוד בנהיגה בשכרות. כתבנו תאו וייס. שכטר נתפס נוהג בשכרות ב-23 באוקטובר, יממה לפני המשחק נגד הפועל עכו, ממנו נעדר בגלל כרטיס אדום. החלוץ מסר זו הפעם הראשונה והאחרונה שעשיתי דבר כזה, והוא צפוי להרצות בנושא בפני בני נוער. מזג האוויר, עלייה בטמפרטורות, אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
Jam in the AM, pretty good. Ha huh? Benny Friedman with Hamalach before that Simcha Liner and Shalom off of the uh, Simcha, or off the uh, SL2 CD, I should say. Jam in the AM, Galit Sal with our news from Israel opens up the 7 o'clock hour each day, and I thank them. Tomorrow, our weekly update. Make sure to be tuned in as we check in with Malcolm Holmline. Lots going on in this, lots going on in this crazy world of ours, that's for sure. And the uh, weekly update will be conducted tomorrow morning, 7.40 in the morning. Here at JM and the AM, so make sure to be tuned in. JMandTheAM.org, the NSN app, golden opportunity to listen in from around the world and hear loudly and clearly everything that's going on in this world. Um, weekly update tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Yeah, can you believe it? It's almost Friday already. It means we have a great day on our stream at JMandTheAM.org. I can tell you that much. And on the NSN app, that's what it means if tomorrow's Friday. Oh, and I will get to that in a moment. I just wanted to mention uh, people had asked me about the uh, history teacher who was stabbed in an attack in France yesterday. His name is Tzion Ben Louisa. Tzion Ben Louisa, 50 years old, a history teacher, Marseille, France. This happened yesterday. Uh, I had read that an ISIS uh, sympathizer had taken responsibility for the attack. And we pray for his speedy recovery, and of course we pray for the safety of everybody around the world. And with these specific challenges that our brothers and sisters have now in France, uh, we pray for them especially. And um, we will discuss the Jewish Unity Initiative and our next major announcement in the 8 o'clock hour coming up here at JM in the AM. As we are still, that's right, we are still on schedule for an amazing Jewish Unity event and a couple of amazing broadcasts from France during the week of Hanukkah. And uh, unless we are told otherwise, we are going full steam ahead with um, this gesture, this symbol, this uh, wonderful act of letting fellow Jews in this world know that if they are in challenging times, there are other Jews who are thinking of them. There are other Jews who have their collective hearts and minds focused on their situation. That's what this Jewish Unity Initiative is all about. And uh, we hope to make that mark and to leave that message with the Jews of France on Hanukkah 5776. I mentioned programming on our stream all day long, jmtheam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Uh, the boardroom with Charlie Harari is going to be uh, starting at 9 o'clock right after JM in the AM. Spin class with uh, Michael Fragan will feature an interview with NYU's Professor Samuel Raskoff on the topic of responses to terror in the aftermath of Paris. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. Rachel Jarek, an Orthodox woman living in France, will describe what life is, la- life is like for observant French Jews. That happens at 10 o'clock. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life coming up at 10.30 with Neil Hoffman, creator and founder of Mensch on a Bench. That'll happen this uh, this morning at 10.30 on our stream and on the NSN app. Live Lunch, I believe Avrami is sitting in for me today with the Live Lunch. The Stun Show with Gorf will feature the World According to Gorf and his latest episode. I believe I saw earlier this morning an indication as to what he's doing. I'll give you an update on that a little later on. And, of course, uh, phenomenal programming all through the day as you continue with jmnam.org and the NSN app. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM and the AM.
in the AM, Yali Greenfeld, who's going to be part of that uh, major show, Erev Hanukkah with Yerachmiel, begun Miami Boys Choir in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, there he is at JM in the AM, name of the song, uh, Tanz. Information about that, by the way, you can go to jewishtickets.com. They have the posters up already for the uh, New York show, the Brooklyn show, I should say, and the L.A. show. There'll be an L.A. show on Hanukkah. The Brooklyn show is taking place, Erev Hanukkah, that's Saturday night. December the 5th, Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Well, the news from Israel, 
Initial reports of a stabbing attack on Rehov Ben Svi in South Tel Aviv today. Two people seriously injured in the attack, according to initial reports. The circumstances of the incident were not immediately clear. The incident took place on the second floor of the Panorama Office Building on Ben Svi Street, Rehov Ben Svi. And uh, that is the report from the Jerusalem Post. Two people seriously injured in the attack, stabbed in South Tel Aviv. Circumstances at this point unknown. Speaking of the Jerusalem Post, there's a very, very interesting article about Jonathan Pollard. It's entitled, Jonathan Pollard, The Last Spy. I actually had a notion of reading this entire article on the air. It really goes through an incredible history of um, of, Israeli, uh, of, of Israeli spies and how different espionage out of Israel is today compared to what it was like back in the 70s and 80s, and, and earlier than that, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Anyway, I'm pointing it out because there may be people out there who want to read it. I don't even know if it should be read out loud, meaning if it should be you know read in a public forum like this. Um, so I'll avoid that at the moment, but I will call your attention to it. Jonathan Pollard, The Last Spy, and um, written by Yussi Melman posted on the 19th today of November uh, on the Jerusalem Post website. JM and the AM, I have been um, on occasion, on the recommendation of some prominent rabbis, been studying the laws of chesed. Believe it or not, the uh, I always say this as we introduce it, the Chavetz Chaim, the great Chavetz Chaim, uh, went ahead and um, put together the laws of chesed, Sefer Ahavat Chesed. And there is an English translation entitled Mazal Elul uh, that we have been using. It really is an amazing uh, work, and I've been encouraged to um, study some of the laws during this year of my mother's uh, passing in her memory. So we look at the Sefer, at the book of Avas Chesed of the Chavetz Chaim, in memory, Le'ilu Nishmas Esther Bas. Rabbi Yosef Halevi, if several men approached a lender, and one of them in particular needs to borrow a large sum, and all the others only need to borrow a small sum, and if he were to lend a large sum to that one man, he would not have enough to lend the others, to lend each of those other men a small amount rather than lend one man a large amount, since each and every loan that he extends is an independent mitzvah. It is better, I should say, to lend each of those other men a small amount rather than lend one man a large amount, since each and every loan that he extends is an independent mitzvah. Regarding this, the Tana and Avo says everything depends on the number of deeds. Hakol afi rov hamase. But if the man who wants to borrow a large amount will be helped by that loan not to fall completely to public assistance, then it's possible his need comes first before the request of all the other men, since in doing so, doing the lender also, since in so doing, the lender also fulfills the Torah's mitzvah in Vayikra, which reads, if your brother becomes impoverished with you and his livelihood fails in your midst, you shall strengthen him. While in regard to the other men, each of whom wants to borrow a small amount, he fulfills only one mitzvah of quote-unquote lending. And the Chavetz Chaim adds, please study this carefully. Some people are amazed to discover that there are quote-unquote Hilchos Chesed, laws of uh, Chesed. The Chavetz Chaim Sefer Avas Chesed is amazing and... Yesterday, when we studied a portion of it on the air, I got a a message from somebody in Israel that was so heartwarming and meant so much to me. I cannot uh, thank you enough. It was really a beautiful sentiment.
29 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. We'll go to Rabbi Goldwasser in a moment. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Ben Yosef Halevi, and Esther Basar Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Tshuva is an effort that we make each and every day of our lives. Rav Shmelk of Nicholsburg offers supportive guidance in our efforts to repent. He compares the exertion to a person who is carrying a heavy bundle from one place to another. After a while, he's exhausted. He resolves that he can only carry it a little further to the tree that he sees ahead of him. Having made that decision, the load already feels lighter. Once he reaches the tree, he feels he can walk a little further. Then, another hundred feet. He sets for himself targets that are not too far. Ultimately, he reaches his destination. Similarly, when the Pasuk says, Shuva Yisrael, return Yisrael to Hashem, it implies slow progress in Avodos Hashem, from one stage to the next. Every individual knows his own weaknesses, his own strengths, We have to tap into our own attributes, our potential, to continue to make strides in our Avodah Sashem. The great Reb Aaron of Kalin once noted that when one makes a Kabbalah, he should not accept a resolution that will be difficult for him to maintain. He cites the Posuk in Tehillim, where Dovid HaMelech says, Im takum alai milchomah, bezois anivoteach, the war would arise against me, in this I trust. We explain it as follows. The Yetzirah wages war against man to cause him to sin. We seek the means to prevail against the Yetzirah. The great Rabbarn of Kalin says that Dovid HaMelech says one should merely undertake one thing. One should make one small resolution that it will be able to stand by and to continue to do so throughout the year. Then he will be victorious in battle against the Yitzhahara. A Bochar once came to ask the Mashkiach of Yeshiva's Chevron, Hagoin Rebleib Chasman, exactly which Kabbalah he should accept upon himself for Tshuva. Rebleib answered him, he should go outside and think about some small act that he could fulfill for the entire year even though it would be something small, since it would be done regularly, it would be indeed very significant. The young man went out and soon returned to report to the Goin. When the Meshkiach heard what he had resolved, he suggested that he should only do half of it, but he should make sure to do so under all circumstances. He noted, that it was more important to make a resolution that one will definitely be able to sustain than to resolve to do something big that he will be unable to complete. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Thursday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. Well, I saw my friends uh, Ari Katz and Joseph Stansky, the owners of Camp Masora, the other day. And I asked them to join me on the air when they gave me some of the big news that's going on up there, as we always 
follow what's happening. Plus, it's Thursday, which I think means that they're going to ask people out there from the server to see if they can find any old pictures of me and, and some of the other people that were there many, many years ago in different capacities than we have today. Joseph Stansky, Ari Katz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning. How are you? Thanks again for having us. Listen to me a second. I, I've been waiting 25 years to hear this news. Please, one of you tell me that they have started construction on the brand-new dining room in Camp Missouri. Oh, we have started. Not only do we start, <laughs> it, it's smack in the middle of the camp, and it's well on its way. The framing's up already, and the roof is up already, and it, it's well on its way. Ari, do you understand that I've been waiting 25 years to hear this news? I'm sure you have. <laughs> Many of the other kids have been waiting, too. This way they don't have to waste time on the basketball court. Well, it's not a matter of that. We've always wanted a state-of-the-art modern facility for the dining room, and now it sounds like in the summer of 2016 it's going to happen. Yeah, you yeah, should definitely is, check our the, Facebook pages out and, and just take a look at just the beauty and the artwork. And It's not just a regular frame. It, in and of itself, it is part of the uh, the tapestry of the building. Just really, really beautiful. So is, is what you're saying, Joseph Stansky, very 2016? Is that what you're saying? Very 2016? More like very 2030. <laughs> Which is unbelievable. So that, that deserves a, a mention, a, a mazel tov, and a congratulations. What is the, uh, you just mentioned frame. What's the time frame? Does this have to be completed before the weather gets rough, or is this something that's going to take a few months? How does it work? Yeah, I would think that this nice warm weather that we're seeing is, I think, a direct result of our, <laughs> our Phil Sylvie's director up there, Michael Pellico, is diving very hard for the weather to keep, keep staying the way it is allowing us to finish the roof and closing the building up. And then, of course, all winter long, you can work inside with, you know, heaters and generators. And that's how we've built our last uh, 30 brand-new bunks over the last two years as well. Just quickly get it up before the snow comes and then work inside with T-shirts on. Does this basically mean that everything from the quote-unquote old campus is now replaced? We are, yeah, we are completely uh, current now with all of our bunks, um, with... Um, the shul, the libraries, having it air-conditioned and heated now in the shuls, um, the kolel as well, um, now the dining room and bunks, everything. is really The courts, the roads, of course, you remember, it was about nine years ago, the roads were, were done. And actually now we have a service road, so on the main road now there will be no other cars or anything. It's going to just be for pedestrians, campers to enjoy the walk and not have to deal with... Uh, with, you know, vans and shuttles or anyone else. Yeah, I wonder if parents realize how significant that is. Really a uh, a second option in terms of how to get vehicles across camps that you could leave everybody on the main road to just walk pleasantly and not worry about those cars and everything else whizzing by. Uh, Joseph Stansky, Ari Katz are here. Uh, it's Camp Missora update. Now, what's happening with Florida? We have listeners down in Florida. You guys are going down there. What's the story? Yeah, we were just there actually a few weeks ago to uh, to really visit and meet the uh, the Boca community. We have a lot of kids from there, and we had a great time in Boca. Um, now, now we're going to go back this week, uh, this Sunday. Where we're going to be exclusively focusing with uh, the Hollywood and Miami community, uh, which has really just you know blown up in terms of numbers, and and have their own they have their own charter flight, their own buses that come in now straight to Westchester, which saves them some time on the flight to come up to camp. So it's really been a real uh, hub for us out in the Florida community, and. We love them down there. And the funny thing is, Nachum, now, it's not like transplanted. You know, these are all homegrown Floridians, you know, whose parents pretty much were born there as well. So it's not like uh, 
these transplanters anymore. Right, understood. Native Floridians. Um, yeah. When is this? It's Sunday. People down in Florida need to know what. Where, where is it going to take place and what time? Uh, Monday night is going to uh, be in uh, the Budwick home in um, in Miami Beach, and they could check our website for all the information. And Tuesday night is going to be in the Lasco home in Hollywood. All right, so it's Monday and Tuesday. Those two nights they have, uh, yeah. I, I guess, what we'd call parlor meetings, right? Parlor yeah. meetings, yeah, all the information is up on our website. All right. Are those new videos up on the website? Yeah, they're they're brand new. Uh, pro- promo video, extreme sports, those are... State of art. I, I encourage everyone to really just take a look at that. It's really exciting to watch. Yeah, boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. Uh, if you're going to show those videos down there, you may have a really good shot of getting more Floridians to come up north. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good stuff involved. All right, now what's with Throwback Thursday? What do people need to know about the Facebook page and what you're looking for in terms of some of the memories when we when we barely had a dining room up in Camasora? <laughs> That's right. Look, I, I think we're looking to see all the old pictures of uh, Nachum Siegel and the whole team, uh, Susie Tuckman, Rabbi Neuberger, all, all the original <laughs> team. I know, I know for myself as a camper, when I was in eighth grade and you were my head counselor, I know we talk about that all the time. We would, people are asking all the time, where are those pictures? So we, we encourage everyone, we would love to see those pictures and to send them into uh, the office so we could post them on Facebook, Instagram. Everyone can enjoy uh, and, and have great memories from the past. Funny thing is, I probably have some of those pictures somewhere. Just wouldn't know where at this point. But uh, I'll tell you one thing: they're probably going to look pretty funny. That's for sure. Yeah, and and to everyone out there, we we know that nothing was digital back then. Uh, so just take a picture of that picture and send it on over. It may not be the best of quality, but the message will, will get will be there, and and the enjoyment will be there as well. So please, whatever pictures you have, send them on over. Uh, you know, via a picture or a scan, and uh, our uh, our our team will uh, will take care of it from there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my if, in my wonderful Kent Masora family, if you have anything from the last quarter of a century, make sure to get it up there to our friends at Kent Masora on their Facebook page. Participate in Throwback Thursday. Let everybody relive some memories when all of us were a bit younger. And information, Ari, what should people do in terms of uh, the website, getting information about um, a camp in general? What do you recommend? So everything's on our website at www.campmasora.com, or they could call our office at 845-362-7778. All right, simple as that. Anything else you you guys want to tell us? I, I'm just, I, yeah, I, I actually want, I know Hollander's got some really good pictures. I'm going to shout out to Hollander. You mean proud I'm, new? I'm sure he's got the good ones. Proud new Papa Hollander? Is that who you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. The Landsmans are grandparents. Hollander's a father. Time marches on, I would say. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Good luck down in Florida, and keep us posted on everything that's happening brand new at Missouri. Thank you, and Thanks just a so quick shout-out to all of our campers in France and Paris, Strasbourg, and our families in Israel, wishing everyone a, uh, a safe year, and, uh, and our thoughts are always with you all. And you're not exaggerating, by the way. You have European kids that come in. Sure. Yeah, sure. no, I'm, I'm being, I just, uh, I'm just wanting everyone to realize that there's a, an even closer connection than one would think uh, in terms of the camping community, and for some reason, just like Florida, you've been able to attract people from all different places, including Israel and Europe. And, yes, our thoughts are certainly with them. I thank both of you very much. Continued good luck.
Thank you. Thank Welcome you so much. Everything. Joseph Stansky, Ari Katz, Camp Missoura. It's a throwback Thursday. They want photos, and they continue to build toward uh, this upcoming summer of 2016. 19 minutes before 8 o'clock. It's a Thursday morning at JM in the AM.
Thursday morning broadcast, and that's uh, Simcha Liner, of course. Amazing selection, Viala Cole, off of the uh, SL Volume 2, or SL2 CD, to be more accurate. 
Great programming on our stream all day long here at JM in the AM. Um, don't forget Charlie Harari, the boardroom, 9 o'clock. 9.30, Michael Fragan. He's got an interesting guest in light of world events, that's for sure. Uh, Michael today is going to be speaking about Paris. I'll be speaking about terror. Uh, the um, spin class program will feature an interview with NYU's Professor Samuel Roscoff on responses to terror in the aftermath of the attacks in Paris. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Joseph features Rachel Jarish, an Orthodox woman living in France, who will describe what life is like for observant French Jews. Miriam L. Wallach with Neil Hoffman, the creator of Mensch on a Bench. That happens on That's Life between 10.30 and 11. Live lunch, I am told, is going to be done by um, by Avrami today. And Jordan B. Gorfinkel is uh, going to do his latest episode of The World According to Gorf coming up at 2 o'clock, uh, coming up at 1 o'clock during the stunt show. And I will find for you the um, announcement from Gorf. Take me probably a couple of seconds here, but I know that he did send it to me. Uh, I'll find, here it is. Jordan B. Gorfinkel today on The Stunt Show returns to uh, Stan Lee's Kamikaze Expo, the Los Angeles comic book and pop culture convention for the third annual roundtable of Jewish, Christian, and Muslim entertainment industry professionals. This year discussing heroes, villains, faith, and the Messiah. Could you imagine? Jordan B. Gorfinkel is the moderator of this fascinating discussion with centers on faith and entertainment, uh, content, and careers, and it is not to be missed. So if you have any interest in this whole area of life that I am told so many people are interested in. Um, comic book and pop culture conventions, heroes, villains, faith, a round table of different religious representatives in the entertainment industry. Uh, you want to make sure to t- tune into the Stun Show at 1 o'clock today with Gorf on our stream at jmnam.org. It's America's... Oh, and I wanted to take this opportunity again to wish a mazel tov to the Wolfson and Marchuk families. And by the way, I'm giving a listener Yetta a special shout-out of mazel tov. That's right. A mazel tov going out to Avraham Moshe Wolfson and to Chana Marchuk, a recently engaged couple, and to a Mr. and Mrs. Aaron Wolfson and family, and to Deborah and Rabbi Yeshua Marchuk and family, and listener Yetta. A very special Mazda on this occasion from all of us at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Hanesu 
in the AM off of the uh, Dear Shoe Hayu Nechonim CD. It's Achenu here on a Thursday morning broadcast, five minutes after eight o'clock. Uh, well, Mark Wolf, who's a uh, president of the Minnesota Vikings and a leader in many, many great Jewish causes, uh, very recently at the GA, the most recent GA, um, General Assembly of the uh, Jewish Federations of uh, North America, uh, spoke about an initiative that he has undertaken and um, that apparently, and we'll speak with him in a moment, has some support from the United States government as well and from other sources. It's the National Holocaust Survivor Initiative, an effort to raise uh, $45 million to help those survivors who are uh, living in uh, impoverished conditions right now uh, live the rest of their lives with dignity and uh, with whatever comfort can be given to them. Uh, Mark Wolf, president of the Minnesota Vikings, leader of many great Jewish causes. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good to be on, Nachum. How are you? Baruch Hashem, great to speak with you. You know, I watched the video of your presentation at the GA. In just a few sentences, you summed up what your family in the previous generation went through. Uh, you mentioned Siberian labor camps. You mentioned being one of the only Jews in a high school class and feeling marginalized. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the, the uh, pre-war Poland and what it was like to just survive that era. Isn't it unbelievable the difference a generation makes, how incredible the survivors are and what they went through and how they survived? They really are, and uh, uh, that story you talk about is my father's story. My mother also a Holocaust survivor, and my parents and grandparents haven't having survived that and, and the survivors in uh, throughout the new york area and, and and throughout the country um uh, many of them from from nothing came here and 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 rebuilt their lives and 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 made something and gave back to the community and and it's just something very important that we may I need to make sure that those there are a little over a hundred thousand survivors in the u s and about twenty five percent live in poverty or just above it so that's some 30,000 people and average age 85 and, and they're at risk for, for mental health, depression, social isolation. So we, we need to make sure that, that we take care of them. So, so this, this fundraising that we're doing around the country is, is something critical. What has the reaction been? Um, how have people responded to the National Holocaust Survivors Initiative? Well, very well. And, uh, you know, we, as you mentioned, we're looking to raise $45 million over the next three years throughout the country and through the Jewish Federation system. Many communities have done, uh, done, done a lot of good fundraising and have a lot of good services through the Jewish Family Services. And we're a little over halfway towards our goal, raising $25 million thus far. So 
Uh, we're well on the way, but uh, we're looking for more fundraising and more efforts to make sure that uh, we supplement whatever uh, needs are needed. Uh, the claims conference and other organizations take care of the survivors, but we need to make sure that, uh, that, that that we continue to do so. Mark Wolf with us live via telephone. Uh, you alluded in the... Um in the presentation that the United States government has taken a role in this. I mean, in what way are they helping out with this effort? Well, the Obama administration and uh, uh, the federation system receives a federal grant from the, from the federation, from the administration, and it provides uh, roughly $12 million uh, for, uh, for survivor care over five years. And uh, that has to be matched with philanthropy. So that's uh, another reason that we need to make sure we raise these funds so every philanthropic dollar we raise will generate 250 in services for Holocaust survivors. So, you know, it's, 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 it's an honor to partner with the government, and Vice President Biden was uh, uh, instrumental in helping launch this a couple of years ago. But, again, uh, it's really the Holocaust survivors, like you say, uh, they're, they're mentors, they're role models to us. It's our turn to help them, and, and I urge people that want to get involved and, and to give back and to find out more to visit, you know, JewishFederations.org. And find out more about these initiatives. Oh, 100%. We encourage people to do that. You know, you're, you're, I mean, you're involved in an industry that is quote unquote Americana. It, it, it must be heartwarming when you think about it, when you think about, you know, the, the governments that, that parents and grandparents had to endure, that this government goes ahead and, 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 you know, creates a matching fund like that, that is ready to, you know, to do this and to, uh, and to extend such a gesture to the community, not not to get too, you know, emotional about it, but when you think about it and you take a step back, this is a unique place, the USA. Well, I know, I know in my own family, and I know people that are listening, they, they, they know what a, how blessed we are to be living in this great country and uh, uh, the fact that uh, they stepped up in something like this when you see what goes on around the world, uh, just like Israel is a, it is a light to the nations. I mean, uh, America is the, is the most powerful nation on earth, and and to be able to have that kind of compassion within the government and to help with this fundraising uh, says an awful lot. So, uh, and then and the corporate and the corporate community has stepped up. Uh, Starkey Hearing Foundation has provided hearing aids. Hmm. Uh, the Alpha Omega Henry Shine cares oral health programs, providing dental care. So. Not just the American government, but the American people and the Jewish community, uh, all stepping up to do something which is very important to make sure, uh, these, these people, particularly those that are vulnerable and near the poverty line, like you say, uh, we need to make sure that that, uh, that, that, that they live out their lives in the dignity they deserve. Not to get too philosophical, Mark, but I, I think there's a message here and an important one. Um, is it vital for forward-thinking and forward-looking people to look back once in a while and to do what you're doing in terms of uh, not, not just progressing in the business world, but uh, you know, looking back and seeing how we can take care of those who got us here? Well, I think you know and, uh, and your listeners know we're, we're, all, we're only as strong as, as how we take care of our, our most vulnerable and weakest. And, and uh, in this particular instance, it's, it's particularly poignant considering uh, the Holocaust and, and the history we, we, the Jewish people suffered, that uh, we make sure we take care of them. So from that standpoint, it's very, very important that we look back and uh, uh, make sure we, we remember because, you know, uh, it, history it, history is very important to make sure we don't repeat the same mistakes. The society doesn't repeat the mistakes, and we need to make sure survivors 
are taken care of. No, no question about it. You used the figure of 130,000 survivors, 25% the estimate is that are living in poverty. We encourage those who are... Uh, who are curious and interested in helping out with this initiative, National Holocaust Survivors Initiative. You can go to the Jewish Federation website and um, and uh, see what it's all about and participate. I also wanted to mention Mark Wolf is with us uh, live via telephone. And while you're on the phone, I wanted to give you a mazel tov. Yeshiva University's annual Hanukkah dinner and convocation is being held on Sunday, December the 13th. You are among the uh, honorary degree recipients. Uh, when you visited us here at JMAM, I told you how significant your family name was to those of us who are just completely uh, committed to Yeshiva University. I think you know that I am just one of the proudest alums there is, uh, and I owe my entire career to YU. In fact, with our Jewish Unity Initiative, which, please God, heads to Paris, I've asked Richard Joel, the president of Yeshiva University, to to escort us because I believe that the the institution just basically envelops the entire message. It, it, it's It's wonderful that the next generation of your family is as involved as it is, and I would assume you have the same enthusiasm for the place as I have. Absolutely, and and, and like you say, uh, wherever you go, whether it's in Israel or the GA or in the, anywhere in, in, in the world, Yeshiva University students are are active in the community. They're active leaders, and, and they're really uh, the great job they do at YU and making sure that... Uh, uh, that those, 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 that Jewish future remains bright and strong. Uh, Yeshiva University is a cornerstone to that. So, absolutely. Yeah, and people like to uh, conjecture and speculate about the future, and I think you and your position can tell us that uh, things look very good, and that people should be positive and uh, continue to strengthen the reputation of a very important institution. Yes, uh, Yeshiva University uh, is, is on a good path now and towards a good future and. Uh, Richard Joel, uh, as you know, uh, a charismatic, inspirational leader, and I think uh, YU is in good stead, uh, and it's a great institution for many years to come. Well, there you go. And finally, Mark, there are probably going to be uh, a few young football fans who are going to be upset at me if I don't mention how great your team is doing. So as you sit atop the division, congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings. I know you have a tough game this week, so we'll be rooting for you because you know that you're my NFC team of choice. <laughs> Well, we appreciate the support and the support of the listeners that are Viking fans, and uh, uh, we're going on the coach's queue. It's, it's one day, one week, one game, so we're, we're really focused on the present, and the team is, uh, has had a good start, and uh, we hope to continue here. Well said. Thank you so much. Good, uh, good luck with the initiative, and Mazel Tov again on the award, and I thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Mark Wolf, president of the Minnesota Vikings. Leader in many great Jewish causes. You heard about the um, National Holocaust Survivor Initiative. That's his initiative that he introduced to the National Federation uh, at the GA. And as you heard, it is getting tremendous support. And he mentioned something with the dental care and the hearing aids I didn't even think of. And that is that uh, there are services that are obvious services for the elderly and for those who are impoverished that could be provided. And there are those who have stepped up to do it, which is just wonderful even beyond the fundraising. That's really wonderful. And uh, he'll be uh, among the uh, degree recipients, honorary degree recipients at the YU dinner coming up on the 13th of December. Don't worry, folks. We'll get uh, Richard Joel back in time for that. That's for sure. Uh, and we look forward to uh, him joining us on the Jewish Unity Initiative. Quarter after 8 o'clock, uh, 59 degrees with rain and a high temperature of 64. Tonight, rain early and a low of 54. Tomorrow, sunshine, a high 56. Reminder, our weekly update Takes place tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Malcolm Honline 
is going to be with us as we uh, explore what's happening in this uh, amazing world of ours. And there's a lot to talk about. I'm sure you, I'm sure you agree with that. Uh, we'll have that tomorrow morning, 7:40 in the morning here at JM in the AM. A big, big, big um, piece of the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative in our travels to Paris, France, will be discussed coming up a little later on in the eight o'clock hour. I suggest you tune in. Uh, yes, we are focused on Paris till, till, unless, I shouldn't say till, unless we are told otherwise, we continue full speed ahead with our Jewish Unity Initiative as introduced uh, just a couple of weeks ago right here at JM in the AM.
JM and the AM with David Gabay. Yeah, we'll get back to Aryeh Kunstler in a second. Uh, David Gabay with Borei Olam, Avram Frida Tanya from the Live in Israel CD. <sighs> well, now it is official. Uh, two killed in this terror attack in Israel. Terrorists stabbed three people in South Tel Aviv today, killing two and wounding one. Police said the terrorist attempted to flee the scene, was apprehended by civilians who subdued him until police forces arrived on the scene. The suspect arrested, taken in for questioning. Police searched the area to ensure the terrorist did not have an accomplice. Stabbing took place at the Panorama Building on Rehov Ben Svi, outside of a Judaica store. Prayer services were being held. Wow. Eyewitness Shimon Vaknin said the prayer service had just started when a man covered in blood fell on a number of worshippers. Bachman said he and the rest, around 15 to 20 people, pushed the attacker outside and barricaded the door while he shouted in Arabic and continued to try to force his way back in. Others tried to treat the wounded man. Till paramedics arrived, Bachman said they looked outside the window and saw another critically wounded man on the pavement. Sigal Pinchas, another eyewitness, said she was almost the victim of the attack, was struggling to keep her composure. She had walked back to her office to grab her car keys. Head to her vehicle, parked next to the Judaica store. She walked in and heard screaming, looked out the blinds of the office window to see the attacker stabbing a victim repeatedly. I was supposed to be right next to the car. She said one man was pronounced dead on the scene after efforts to resuscitate him failed. The critically wounded man was later pronounced dead at the hospital, bringing the death toll to two. Wow. First such incident in Tel Aviv in over a month when a young Palestinian armed with a screwdriver stabbed a female soldier and wounded four more bystanders before he was shot and killed by an Air Force officer who happened to be on the scene. So uh, that is the latest from the scene of Mincha on Rehov Ben Svi in Tel Aviv. Two dead, one wounded, suspect arrested and taken in for questioning in the latest terror attack, this time in South Tel Aviv. JM in the AM Thursday. More coming up. Here is that uh, Arye Kunstler selection. May not be the right uh, mood for the speed of this song, but the message is certainly right. Oses Shalom at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M., Oseh Shalom. In light of the news from Israel, we do say Oseh Shalom Bim Ramav. That is uh, Aryeh Kunzler at J.M. in the A.M. 8.35 in the morning, 25 minutes before 9 o'clock. Well, the as I keep saying, the Jewish Unity Initiative, as introduced by us a couple of weeks ago uh, to go to Europe, an initiative that has worked really well in the United States and in Israel over the last 30 years, our Jewish Unity Initiative, which will include two radio broadcasts and... Um, and um, an amazing Jewish unity concert simply with the message to our brothers. This was even before what happened last Shabbos. A message to our brothers and sisters in France that when Jews anywhere are in challenging times, there are other Jews around the world who care. That is the message. That is the whole Jewish unity initiative. And we're taking this initiative to Paris during Hanukkah, as we've been saying. We've had some major announcements so far. Many of you are familiar with the incredible work that Ohad has done in helping us put this entire thing together. He and David Fadida on uh, the end of uh, Israel and the entertainment. And uh, we mentioned on Friday morning that the latest announcement was that Yehoram Gaon himself, the legendary Yehoram Gaon, who in my opinion encompasses Jewish unity. I believe every... Jew of every background in some way has been touched by him over the last many decades. He will be joining us in the great synagogue of Paris. And we were thinking, we were wondering, who is the perfect person to represent us on stage? Obviously, I will be there. Please, God, Bezrat Hashem. And um, I'm sure I'll have some role when it comes to the to the introduction of the great Jewish music stars and in transmitting this message of Jewish unity to our brothers and sisters. But we found, we believe, the perfect person with the perfect background, the perfect language skill set, and the perfect personality to really, in earnest, chair this event and to represent us and this effort in such a magnanimous fashion. And I refer to our wonderful friend, Robert Ben Ramon, who was with us live via telephone, and who, when we saw him earlier this week and described the project to him, in a moment understood why he would be a qualified choice for this incredible honor. Robert, bonjour, good morning, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Bonjour, bonjour, Monsieur Sigal. <laughs> Good morning to everyone. You po- Thank you so much for having me. Oh, are you kidding me? Thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, you pointed out to me that, um, look, you know ten languages. Uh, you're, you're from Morocco. Yes. 
You have many relatives and friends. You have been inside the great synagogue many a time, correct? Correct. This is something I haven't done yet. I hope to do it this week, please, God. I hope to actually be... It, it is one of the most remarkable sanctuaries in the world. Would you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I can tell you briefly why France is so important. Please. Um, you know, most of North African Jews, which is Morocco, Tunis, and other countries like that, with the exception of Tripoli, that was connected to Italy, uh, most of uh, Jews from North Africa, other for them to make Aliyah to Israel, the main station, uh, bridge point, was France. And some of them, honestly, like my some of my uncles, uh, they went to France. They saw such a beautiful life and culture. So instead, continued to Israel, unfortunately, decided to stay. Right. Um, France is also, in my personal experience, uh, my personal opinion, experiencing what Israel been experiencing for so many years, more than a decade. You know, we say until it doesn't hit you at home, you don't really feel it. Right. You feel sorry for someone, but until it's not in your own house, you really uh, don't have the really perspective of how bad is, you know, terrorism, fanatism. So I'm very excited. I'm honored. And I think it's, that mission is uh, super important. And I will say also, uh, it's an honor to see you. I'm gone. Oh, am I? tell you, am growing I, up in Israel, right. that you have a famous song, Mi Yesh Lo Kavod. Right. We want to bring the honor back to the Jews of France. We, you know, is is uh, going to be a phenomenal, uh, you know, event. Plus, plus. It's on Hanukkah. Yeah. I hope the, 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 the light of Hanukkah will shine again on all the Jews in Paris and they won't be afraid anymore and the government will do something about all this anti-Semitism. Yeah, no question about it. You also, uh, you, you, you've pointed out to us in the past that, you know, cultures are different and we sometimes joke, but it's very serious, of course, that when something happens in Israel, all in all, there's a very short recovery time. Um, these types of things, and obviously when we first discuss this, whoever thought there would be something of this magnitude, but this type of thing in Paris hit, hits them to the point where the, the mourning continues, where the, where the loneliness, where the depression stays with them for a long time. Would you say that's an accurate description? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you have to, again, as I mentioned it a minute ago, you know, Unfortunately, in Israel, growing up, we've been experiencing it every single day. And, and, and we really felt, even as this morning I heard in the Israeli news, that there was some stabbing in south of Tel Aviv. Right, we spoke about that, right? And, and, and people, you know, when you hear it on the news here when we are in the state, we feel bad somehow. But, they, they, you know, you have to be there to experience this kind of devastation, this kind of fanatism, this kind the education not starting only in the synagogue or mosque, education also starting at home. 
and, and, and in France especially, uh, you have really a combination of uh, uh, ISIS, and, and I, th- I don't believe it's only ISIS itself. I believe the French government somehow did not dealt with the problem so openly. Right. You know, and that's the result. Right now, it's the top, but we are Jews in France in the past 10 years. They suffered serious uh, problem, uh, you know, I mentioned it actually when I was a grand marshal in the Israeli day parade in an interview with Channel uh, 5. And I said, you know, thank God that we have Israel today. Yeah. At least we have where to go. No question about it, but there's a tremendous amount of pride in the French Jewish community, like, like we see with so many European Jewish communities, and their history is so deep and so long. Absolutely. And those who are committed to stay, again, not judging anybody, we, we have one one message, and you've obviously gotten it, and most of the people we've approached for this project have gotten it, and that is that uh, if, if Jews are facing a challenging situation anywhere on this globe, they need to know that other Jews care. They need Absolutely. to know. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Nahum. Really, we have to show solidarity. We have to show unity. We have to go there and make sure that the Jews of France don't feel alone and lonely. They be, uh, other than that, a lot of Jews, honestly, in France, they love France. They love the culture. And it's such a rich culture for so many decades that really we don't want to have a situation that there is no Jews. Like, I'm not sure if you know that in Syria, the last three Jews left. Right. Right. There is no more. It's literally killing a whole history and culture. We don't want in 10 years from now to say there is no Jews in France. Just because of the terrorism and anti-Semitism. Understood. How would you say this? I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not, I'm not kidding around. How would you say this in a sentence or two to the French people, uh, our French Jewish brothers and sisters in France? How would you communicate the message in French that all we're doing is demonstrating that during challenging times for any Jew in this world, we want them to know that we're thinking of them? Je veux dire bonjour for toutes les sœurs et frères de Paris et tout France, que nous sommes avec vous, nous sommes très très heureux de venir tout visiter et pour vous comprendre que nous on va être avec vous toute sa vie à nous. C'est très important pour tout le monde et pour tous les Français savoir qu'on on est ensemble et vous n'êtes pas toute seule. Which is, means you need translation, Nahum. Please. <laughs> you know I need it. Shall I translate in Hebrew or in French? Mm, good. Both. Hebrew and English. <laughs> <laughs> so, we want to say that really to all the Jews in France, that they are not alone. Right. The, hopefully what you're starting is just the beginning of unity for them to understand that we are behind them 100%. When you live in a country like France until recently attack, most of the Jews felt that, you know, although the government doing some things, but they didn't not do enough. And there was a lot of uh, incident that people didn't even, uh, they, they never made the news here to the state of, uh, you know, Jews being harassed, right. Jews being, uh, you know, insulted. Mm-hmm. I'm telling to the French people that were coming, 
with the light of Hanukkah, and we're coming with Yoram Gaon to bring the Kavod back to the French Jews. 100%. And Be'ezrat Hashem, we're going to have a beautiful, beautiful trip and, and success to give them a good message. Vous êtes pas tout seul, atem lo levad. Anachnu achichem v'achayotichem v'kol ha'olam itchem b'yachad. Those words are going to sound very powerful in La Victoire. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They will sound very powerful in that sanctuary. Beautiful. And, and it's a message that we will transmit musically. It's a message we're going to transmit when we do our radio show from there. Yeah. And it's a message you're going to help us transmit into multiple languages because we'll have people that will obviously be presenting in English and Hebrew, and we will need Robert Ben Ramon and his extensive background in order to transmit that message to our brothers and sisters in Paris. Thank you, thank you. For the last things, Nahum, I would like just to mention, we could use any donation, Sorry. any donation from all my friends and all my uh, supporters and all Nahum supporters. We really need to raise some money for this event, and I will appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Amen to that, 100%. Anybody interested in Jewish unity, this is a perfect project for them. Robert Tadaraba, we will see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Be well, Nachum. Nice talking to you. A pleasure. I will report to you uh, from La Victoire next week. Bezrat Hashem, Bezrat Hashem. We are going full steam ahead, everybody. We are going full steam ahead. And um, everyone seems to have a uh, an opinion, a, um, a point of view um, regarding our journey. Uh, at this point, we are full steam ahead with an amazing production in the Great Synagogue of Paris. And um, we are looking forward to transmitting this message as soon as possible. The excitement is building. This is JM in the AM.
ואף על פי שאת פה ואת כל כך יפה, ממך אני בורח כמו ממגפה. עוד יש הרבה דברים שרציתי לעשות, את בטח תסלחי לי גם בשנה הזאת. אני ניהל, עוד לא אהבתי דם, הרוח והשמש על
Jam in the AM, Avi Miller out of Israel, uh, Curry Bone from his uh, double album, Avi Miller Sings. Uh, tomorrow it's Friday, that means weekly update time, 7 4, and, and there's no weekly update next week, right? Thanksgiving weekend, there's no uh, weekly update. So make sure to be tuned in. Malcolm Holmine will have plenty to say about this crazy world of ours. It's 7 40 tomorrow morning for the weekly update. That uh, happens every Friday here at Jam in the AM. And. Um, And 740 weekly update. What was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> Jamnam.org to hear it on the web. NSN app is an amazing way to tune in and hear it clear as a bell. So uh, make sure to do that. Install the NSN app on your iPhone or Android and uh, get ready to enjoy it. Well, enjoy may be the wrong word. Get ready to be informed tomorrow morning on the weekly update. Uh, coming up, Charlie Harari's next. He'll do the boardroom. Uh, Charlie Harari between 9 and 9.30. Michael Fragan, he'll talk about the terror attacks in Paris with a special guest. Um, coming up between 9.30 and 10. 10 o'clock, Jew in the City Speaks. Allison Joseph with a uh, observant Jewish woman from Paris who's going to describe Jewish life in Paris. And... Um, 10.30, Miriam L. Wallach on That's Life, the creator of Mench on the Bench, will join Miriam today. 1 o'clock for the stunt show for Gorf. He's going to be back at the at one of the Comic-Con conferences with a panel that he moderated with Muslim, Jewish, and Christian uh, representatives about faith 
uh, from the standpoint of the entertainment industry. Very interesting. So Gorf will have that coming up. Uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish mo- Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard of listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Thanks to all of our guests this morning. More on the Paris uh, Unity Initiative coming up tomorrow. Uh, Yaharam Gon is going to be headlining in a, an amazing lineup inside the Great Synagogue of Paris. Wednesday night we'll be broadcasting Wednesday and Thursday of Hanukkah from uh, La Victoire, the beautiful Great Synagogue of Paris. And I want to thank the JMAM staff. They're going to be working extra hard over the next couple of weeks, especially with all our travel. So a big thank you to them. Um, more coming up on the stream with Charlie Harari kicking off our uh, programming on NSN right after JM in the AM. Have a wonderful Thursday till tomorrow. Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.